0: This is Tennis Quick Tips, episode 185. Hey, it's Kim from TennisFixation.com. I'm your host for the Tennis Quick Tips podcast. With every episode, Tennis Quick Tips gives you a quick and easy tip to improve your tennis game and to make sure you're having fun every time you step on court. Well, today's episode is called, What is the Difference Between Officiated and Unofficiated Tennis Matches? You may think this is something very obvious that you don't need to know about, but you may want to listen in and find out that there is a difference there and you want to know what it is. But before I get into that, I just want to note, if you're listening to this, when it comes out. Today is March 24, 2020. In my last episode, I gave some tips about playing tennis during these times of um, coronavirus when we're taking all kinds of health precautions. I just wanted to update and let you know I haven't played tennis a single time since I recorded that episode. Um, All of my matches were canceled. I was supposed to have drills this morning, and last night, my husband, who is a doctor, advised me that he did not want me to go to drills, so I wasn't planning on going, but as I record this within the last 30 minutes or so, the city of Houston, Texas, where I live, is now on lockdown, so I guess I couldn't have gone to drills anyway. So, while I did give some precautions in my last episode... I just want to update that and say, I'm not playing tennis right now. I don't want to take any chances. As I said, my husband is in the healthcare field. He doesn't have coronavirus, but he is in the hospital every day now. And so I think it's for the best that I just stay at home and not be around a lot of other people. So, anyway, please be safe. Please stay home. I really don't know that there's any reason you should even be out playing tennis right now. Um, Maybe you are, though, and if you are and want to listen in to episode 184 about the kinds of precautions you might take to play safely, that is certainly your decision. Just know I'm not, and I haven't been, and I will not be playing um, until a time when I think it's a lot safer for me to do so. The other thing I wanted to say is because I'm not playing tennis and because I know a lot of you aren't, there are ways that we can keep working on our game while we're at home and I'm going to be putting some of those together. I hope I can do a podcast episode on that really quickly, but in the meantime, be sure you're on my mailing list, um, and you're getting emails from me, because at the end of this week, I am going to send something very special just out to my email subscribers, um, all about things they can be doing at home to keep in shape for tennis. And if you want to get on that list, if you're not already, I will be sure to send this out to everyone who is on my list by Friday of this week, which would be March 27th. So, just go to tennisfixation.com slash free, F-R-E-E. You will then be subscribed to my email list, but you'll also get my free cheat sheet, which has my best serve tips. And then this Friday, you'll be sure and get the special email that I'm going to send out. Okay, all of that aside, let's get into this week's episode what is the difference between officiated and unofficiated tennis matches? And really, why should you care? If you've listened to past episodes of Tennis Quick Tips, then you already know how much I love to talk about the rules and matches and how the rules work during matches. But one thing I've never really talked about for some unknown reason is the difference between officiated and unofficiated tennis matches, and specifically how the rules can be a little different or applied a little different depending on whether you're playing an officiated or an unofficiated match. So in this episode, we're going to get into that difference, and I'm going to let you know why you should know that difference and why you should care about it. So let's start with one of the big things we all know about tennis, but may not think too much about, and that is that in many, many of the matches that we recreational players play, our opponent is also our umpire. If you play in tournaments, then you may have access to some type of official or umpire for your match. But if you are playing in a league match or on your club ladder or just for fun, your opponent is going to be the one making the calls. And no surprise here, your opponent has a definite interest in those calls going against you. Having said that, it's important to realize that as far as the rules go, there is an actual difference between officiated and unofficiated matches. And I think this is an important distinction to discuss because a lot of what I talk about here on Tennis Quick Tips, especially a lot about what I say about the rules of tennis, really applies in unofficiated matches. And I don't think I've made that clear at all times. So let's talk about that difference. First, let's look at officiated matches. In an officiated match, as you might imagine, you have an official, either an on-court official or someone nearby that will make determinations regarding the rules. In pro tournaments at the very highest levels, there will be a whole lot of officials involved. There can be a chair umpire who is in charge of enforcing the rules on the court. There can be line umpires who are calling the lines and can be overruled by the chair umpire. There might be a chief umpire who is the boss of the chair umpires and the line umpires and deals with any officiating problems or requests that officials might make. There can also be a referee who is the big boss, ultimately responsible for making sure that the entire tournament is fair and played following the rules and regulations that apply to that tournament. Now, not every tournament will have all of these officials on hand. For example, a few years ago, as I've mentioned in other episodes, I used to work as a USTA roving official at local tournaments here in Houston. I was the lowest level of USTA official that you can be. We didn't have chair umpires or line umpires at those tournaments. There were just officials like me. I basically walked around all of the courts making myself visible and available should problems arise. There would be just a couple of us at these tournaments roving around with one of these roving officials designated as the chief umpire. And that means we definitely did not see everything that happened on every court. And we often had to help players and solve problems after those things had already occurred. We would go to the court try to figure out what we could do according to the rules and then maybe stick around for a little while to watch some of the match and make sure the rules were being followed. Now, here's the really important thing to know about an officiated match. At an officiated match, a chair umpire or a roving umpire can make the final call on something even if the players aren't asking for that call to be made. In fact, here's a comment I received in an email from an actual tennis official a few months ago. His name's Peter, and he pointed out this very thing. Peter says, It needs to be stressed that there is a difference in ruling between officiated and non officiated matches. At an officiated match, a chair umpire or roaming umpire may make the final call on whether a foul shot, not up, or let occurred. They can thus overrule the call by a player or stop play even if neither player called a double bounce. Additionally, if a player erroneously calls an opponent's double bounce, the umpire can overrule and the player will lose the point. So Peter was specifically referring to the double bounce situation, and that's a good example. If the roving official is standing there watching the match, they can call a double bounce, even though neither player brings it up. If they see a double bounce, they can call it and make the ruling. So I want to thank Peter for sending me that email and clarifying this important point, because this means... In an officiated match, the official can call a rules violation even if the players do not see it or are not complaining about it. And he or she can overrule a call made by a player if he or she believes the player's call is erroneous. That is much different than what you and I are experiencing in our non-officiated matches. So, to summarize, at an officiated match, should a rules question come up or should you think your opponent is making bad calls, you can call on an official to help you and make the determination. A lot of the rules stuff will be taken out of your hands. Not entirely, no, not by any means, but in an officiated match, the court official is in charge of the rules And what he or she says goes. Okay, so what happens at an unofficiated match? Because if you're not playing in a tournament, if you're playing regular old league tennis or even just fun tennis, who makes these decisions on the rules? This is where tennis is truly an unusual sport because, as I said, as you know, In your typical unofficiated match, you and your opponents are making these crucial decisions on the rules. Think about that. In unofficiated matches, the person who most wants to beat you, your opponent, is also the person making rules decisions about what's happening on the court. Your opponent is the one who decides if your serve was in or out. Your opponent is the one who decides if your lob was long or good. Your opponent is the one who decides if your amazing sharp angle volley just caught the line or it didn't. And this is why it is so important that you know not only the rules of tennis, but you also be very aware of the code. I know I'm always going on about how you need to know the rules of tennis, and I have referred to the code in most of my rules episodes. But the code and the rules of tennis are two different things, and you definitely need to be aware of that and know both the rules and the code. I can't overemphasize how important it is that you know the code and know what your league or whatever match you're playing in, what the rules are regarding the application of the code. For example, in one of the leagues I play in, one of the league rules explicitly states, the code as a handbook of ethics and fair play should be understood and followed by every HLTA player. Captains and team members are urged to familiarize themselves with the official USTA rules and the code. And I can tell you, anecdotally, because I've been involved with this, it is no defense to say, I didn't know that was in the code or I didn't know that was in the rules. It is expected in this league, and I'm sure in every league, that you know the code and you know the rules. So believe me, I not only have a copy of the rules in my tennis bag, I also have a copy of the code and I am ready to whip either one of those out should something come up in one of my matches. The full name of the code is actually The Code, The Player's Guide to Fair Play and the Unwritten Rules of Tennis. I often refer to the code because it applies in many of the matches that you and I play. It probably applies in all of them. But be aware, the code is not part of Of the rules of tennis. That is actually stated in the very first sentence of the code and I think this is important because again I urge you figure out if the code applies in your matches. It probably does. The second sentence of the coach says players shall follow the code except to the extent to which an official assumes some of their responsibilities. So you see, the code is right here telling you there's a difference between officiated and unofficiated matches, and if there's a court official, then the provisions of the code might not apply, some of them. In its preface, the code also states, the code shall apply in cases not specifically covered by the ITF Rules of Tennis or the USTA regulations. There are a number of things not specifically set forth in the rules that are covered by custom and tradition only. These are the reasons a code is needed. Finally, the code expands on all of this in paragraph 6, which says, When a match is played without officials, the players are responsible for making decisions, particularly for line calls. There is a subtle difference between player decisions and those of an on-court official. An official impartially resolves a problem involving a call, whereas a player is guided by the principle that any doubt must be resolved in favor of an opponent. So, the code exists to help us know what to do and how to handle issues that may not be addressed by the rules in our unofficiated matches. I am going to include a link in the show notes to the USTA's Friend at Court, which includes not only the rules of tennis, but also the code. This is a fantastic resource. It's completely free. It applies here in the United States. But if you are a listener in another country, and I know many of you are, be sure and find your country's tennis authority's version of the rules and the code because I know you've got these and I'm 99% sure that you will be able to access these things online hopefully you'll be able to download them for free what I link to in the show notes will be a free pdf that if you click on the link you can go to the USTA's website and download this free pdf and those show notes will be over at tennisfixation.com slash quick Tips 185 Okay, now there are lots and lots of things in the code that will impact how you make your calls during your unofficiated matches. And I'm not going to quote all of them here because you can and you should read them for yourself. Instead, I'm just going to quote the other part of paragraph six of the code, which basically tells you the code's philosophy of how tennis should be played and how you should be making calls during your unofficiated matches. And the rest of paragraph six says, Opponent gets benefit of doubt. A player should always give the opponent the benefit of any doubt. A player, in attempting to be scrupulously honest on line calls, frequently will keep a ball in play that might have been out or that the player discovers too late was out. Even so, The game is much better played this way. So that's the big difference between officiated and unofficiated matches. In an officiated match, you're very lucky. You have an official that you can rely on that can help you to make calls. I know sometimes it will be after the fact The official cannot come over and determine whether a ball was in or out just based on your stories, but if you're worried that your opponent is making bad calls, then you can ask the official to remain on court, watch some of your match, and hopefully stop that from happening. But in an unofficiated match, this is what you have. You have the code, you're trying to use that, and you're trying to give the benefit of any doubt whatsoever to your opponent. Now, since we have now made clear what the difference between officiated and unofficiated matches is, I know you're going to want to listen to next week's episode. Because next week, I'm going to talk about something that, This episode right here has brought up and made into an issue and we need to know what to do and next week I'm going to talk about how to deal with cheaters on the tennis court when you're playing those unofficiated matches and you don't have an official to go to. We'll talk about how to handle that in the next episode. So be sure you're subscribed because you definitely are not going to want to miss that episode. And again, be sure you're on my email list because I am gonna provide some extra bonus stuff just for my email subscribers to hopefully help us all keep in shape, keep our tennis game tuned up during this time when many, many of us cannot get out there on the tennis court. So if you wanna get on that email list and also get my tennis serve cheat sheet Just go to tennisfixation.com slash free, F-R-E-E, and you can sign up right there. Thanks for listening. Again, I know I've said it many times, but please stay safe. Make good choices about what you're getting out there and doing. Maybe this is not the time to be playing tennis. We know the pros aren't playing tennis, and maybe this is a time when We can still be thinking about and working on tennis in different ways. I'm going to be doing that, and I hope you will be too. Thanks, thanks, thanks for listening. I truly appreciate it. And as always, happy tennis.